everybody to the Collingwood Football Club List Manager Round 10 Review. Now, those of you avid listeners would know that we would normally go to one of our sponsors this week, but unfortunately, due to the COVID crisis that has been engulfing Victoria this week, uh, my sponsors have all put a hold on all uh, all unnecessary spending, which, you know, if you ask me, I think this is obviously absolutely necessary spending, but obviously they don't see it either or the same way I do. So this week there will be no sponsor, but rest assured, as soon as the Victorian government decides to pull together everything they need to and we can get back to normal, then there will be some more sponsors. So look forward to that, guys, because we've got some very exciting new sponsors to come on the show. Everyone before this was absolutely lining up, ready to get on, going, pick me, pick me. So it'd be very hard to pick the next one. But but alas, as they say in show business, the show must go on. So we will continue to bring you fantastic content each and every week on the CFC List Manager podcast. And we will continue that right now. All right, guys, this week we welcome a coach to the podcast I truly didn't think that I would have on at the start of this year. Look, sure, I consider him one of my closest friends, but look, even friendships can be tested. We started the year rocky. We started, which started on draft day. Uh, a suspect pick led to much humour, but uh, look, since that tough times early, I've since decided to let sleeping dogs lie and have it, and uh, we've decided to break some bread. I'm talking, of course, about Ben, TK, the artist formerly known as Choose View. At the beginning of the season, I put my standard 110% into this show to make your football season even more enjoyable. And what did he do? Complain. On a React video, this doesn't sit well with me, but like our relationship over the last few months, the React video settled to reflect a better side of him, focusing more on more pressing matters, like Brian's perfect impersonation of a phantom on our golf day, and look, even starting to appreciate the podcast for the audio gold that it is. So now, I sit here excited about what's to come. I sit here with the one... The only Joe Exotic. And I'm starting to sound like Ben with the way he won't leave something alone, but his forwards suck. Look. So I really don't know what he was doing. Opted for experience in his team with blokes like Gray and Zebel, but there's a good sprint away from dropping dead, or at least, you know, needing a walker. That's a 2 out of 10. I refuse to rate his team. Look, if he's not going to try anymore, I'm not giving him air time. So he's been shit every fucking year and he's below me in my ears, so, in my view, so let's move on. A bad episode there. He wasn't even drinking, so I don't know what his excuse is. Doesn't really have any excuses. I know, he's just fucking ordinary. Fucking <laughs> hell. And we've got 30 second there. Mate, he doesn't even last that long having sex and he gets in the, in the chat after he scores 1500. Sam would be wrecked if she had him for that long, but there you go. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, next one, we've got Ben at the Tiger King, defeated Nick Abels. <laughs> Do they really need to have a review of those two blokes? Oh, it's nah. I'm you. Yeah, fair, we'll, just, we'll skip on. Next one, we've got yeah, Matt. start your pod on such a downer but I think I needed to just play that little bit of audio just to show where TK reacts actually came from so just um you know early days that the king was a bit of a uh, a bit of a target you know people taking pot shots on your podcast repeatedly and um you know, my team's not being reviewed. We went over that early. And uh, I think the main thing was that I just wanted a bit more uh, credibility for your podcast. Um, 
I just wanted to be able to uh, have have a reaction to it because I didn't think I was going to get on the pod for quite a, a while. Um, and actually, it took till round ten last year to get on your pod, and here we are at round ten this year, and I'm on your pod. So, um, I think you know, early days is a bit of a back and forward, a bit of a war between us. Um, and I think just on that golf day, uh, it, you know, in such a, a, a bad thing that happened in, you know, Bliss not showing up, it actually brought us closer together. Um, and it just uh, happened, the the podcast around that golf day uh, when you had Dobby and uh, Mardo and even Scotty recently, I've actually rated your pod quite highly, the highest you can get, five TK heads out of five. So um, I think, you know, the React has done nothing but maybe even improved your pod. It's even improved me as a person. So, um, yeah, I think it's great to be here and uh, looking forward to getting into it. No, definitely. And like I said at the start, I think, you know, we obviously started off on the wrong foot at the start of the year, whether or not we were, we got into a bit of a one-upsmanship, you know, at the start with my pod, then your Reacts and, you know, all those sorts of things. But, yeah, like I said, I think that the way we've managed to turn it around just goes to show you that, you know, realistically, anyone listening to this, anyone, you know, in the anyone in the world, you can, if you have your differences, you can sort it out because look at where we're, we're uh, living proof right here, right now. Absolutely. And now that we are banding together, I think we should use our powers for good. And uh, on a week where I'm on the pod and I've just beaten a big fish, I think it's time to talk a little bit about him. So Definitely. I've just prepared just a poem to read about big fish. Very nice. Goes like this. <clears throat> the king grinned red as he walked from the place where the big fish lost both his name and his face through the halls and the corridors stinging in blood. He tasted a win and it tasted good. The king took his head, left him broken and dead. The king left no one living, no one able to tell. The king took their heads and sent them straight to hell. Their screams echoed loud in the place of their death. Ripped open, their, they died with their final breath. They hailed to the king, the Tiger King. Just just my thoughts on, on Lachlan earlier, uh, early, but uh, we'll get more into him when we review our game a bit later. Definitely. I bet you're very excited to, to review that game. It's probably going to be one of the... Uh one of the better moments of your, of your lifetime to date to review that that, that game. And I probably won't, won't keep you too much longer. We'll, we'll get straight into the teams unless you've got anything else you'd like to address beforehand. Good to go. Beautiful. All righty. So the first game we have, James Ravens Banquet 12-17 was defeated by Brian Lick by Maynard's 12-72. So talk to me about this game and what you liked and didn't like. Um. Fortunately for yourself, Jim, just another L on the board and um, just your season's just in complete tatters. Um, what I didn't like about your team, you, you can't go past uh, all the uh, 40s in your team, uh, Cameron, even Jumont. Like, Jumont was a Jet last year and he's, he started slow again this year after an injury. So hopefully he can come back and score a bit for you. But, yeah, <laughs> the front's not looking good for you now this late in the season. No, I'm, I'm uh, Good things about Mardo. Um, took Miller, 133. Oh, wowie. Uh, Grundy always scoring well and uh, 
not a bad captain score by him as well. So, um, yeah, good win for Marte, not so good for you. Yes, definitely. Yeah, like as you said, as you said, my team is probably the whole thing I don't like at the moment. It's been it's been <laughs> rubbish all year. Um, I think I've won what two games. It's probably been my um, you know quite embarrassed. I'm really just playing the rest of the year just to hope to win a couple more games. I can't make finals, but I'm just I'm playing for pride right now. All about pride. Exactly. The kid right. can relate to that. Yeah, definitely. Not uh, not much going else going right. So hoping for something. And yeah, like I said, Lamar didn't have a good score, twelve seventy seven, but got the job done with those three hundreds, and that's all we needed to do. So. Very lucky he played yeah. me and not many other people, but he actually beats a couple people with that score. Um, but then, yeah, there's also some monsters as well. Yeah, he would have beaten about three other people. So very lucky he played me, but yeah, you got to beat who you got to beat, so it works well. Mm-hmm. And next we go to Nick Eight Balls twelve eighty eight defeated Braden Dob Squad eleven forty eight. So talk to me about this one. Dobby, uh, he's fallen off a bit. Um, a lot of mediocre scores between the 30s and 70s there. Um, just fielding some pretty rubbish there. And he actually had three players scoring 90 on his bench. So uh, if he put two of those on, uh, or uh, all three of them, he would have beaten Lusty. So, yeah, just going to manage his team a bit better. Um, eight balls. Uh, not much. Yeah, not much. Going on, probably a bit more consistent. A lot of hundreds, hundred ones, hundred hundred and twos. So a few of those. Um, good captain score there with Guthrie. Um, but yeah, just really just getting the job done there. Yeah, same sort of thing. Um, both captains failed to score a hundred without the the captain score on there, so not a deal for both. But like I said, yeah, Dobbs pretty much same same boat as me. He scored even less. Only had the the one hundred in uh, in Kelly, and that was one hundred and three. So. Not great for him. And then, yeah, like I said, uh, Wusty, a couple of 90s as well in there, which definitely helps. Obviously not 100s, but looks makes your team be more well-rounded. So he'd be hoping for a better better showing this week. But, you know, same thing, 12.88, 12.72 gets the job done for, for both um, Brian and, and Nick, so they'll be happy. Absolutely. And next one, we go to Steve Cozzy's Mozzie's 13.53, defeated Alex Netfits and Chill, 11.33. Now, I feel a bit to blame, uh, you know, to the whole league to uh, bringing Alex in and him just uh, <laughs> repeatedly producing mediocre scores like this. And, um, yeah, again, <laughs> look at his team. And it is by far the worst in the league, <laughs> 22 from Tabernar, um, which I do. I had Tabernar on my side last year and he never produced scores like that. So absolute rubbish. Um just, yeah, his top picks were good in Petrarca, but all of his later picks have just been absolute garbage for him. So, And Goldie having a not, not a great year this year, only 67 this week, and, yeah, he's just not quite the uh, pick five of last year. So unfortunate for Alex. Um, Stevie Boy, not score, um, not too high, not too low. Um yeah, a lot of consistency there. Um, Walsh, absolute jet. I was a bit upset. I wanted him uh, in my team. Did he play with one less? Looking at he, that, he did. I was about to say the fact that he. What I liked about his team is the fact that he scored thirteen yeah. fifty three with one less player. So he had Brayshaw yeah. not out, not in, and then Witherden was a late withdrawal as well. So he literally yeah. played with one less player and still scored thirteen fifty. So he's had a very good score yeah. with a lot of one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred. So that's going to yep. win you most games. 
can definitely relate to laid outs this week. Um, and, yeah, with all the news that's going on lately, um, yeah, it could be a bit more drama to come in the next couple of weeks. Definitely. This will, yeah, like as we're probably finding, as literally it's happening as we speak, is the, the COVID problem, which has reared itself again, could wreak havoc on this week. So who knows what's going to happen from this week onwards, if they're going to be buyers, what's going to happen. It's could just... Uh, Carnage could ensue, but thankfully, I think this is the last week of our normal season before we have our, our mid-season buys. So, if it does affect, hopefully, it only affects this week, and then in the bye weeks, the next three rounds, we can we can end after that with the the last few weeks before finals before the rest of the the season can go on as normal. Yeah, of all weeks when I play my dad, the, this happens. I'm just <laughs> hoping we get through this week just so I can stick it up in because oh my god. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And look, yeah, he said Alex's team. Like probably the, the thing I don't you know, like about Alex is obviously what's transpired in the last week in, in regards to him, you know, sort of stepping down to a point. I think it was the, the decision that needed to be made, as obviously we, we've spoken about it before that, um, yeah, which is probably unfortunate, but I think just for, for him and for the league, it's it's best that, that we sort of part ways. Yeah, tough decision there, but I, I think it's the right one and uh, everyone agrees with it. So, uh, yeah, as long as he's fielding a side and, and pumping scores so it doesn't disrupt percentage or anything, we should be right. Definitely. That's sort of the, that's the plan and we'll, we'll uh, address that in the next couple of days as well. Uh, next one, we go to some other big scores. We've got Grant, the Flying Camel, 1386, defeated by Matt Potato in my ass, 1521. Uh, buddy Mammoth score again by Matty here. So what did you like and dislike with this one? Well, I actually dislike uh, Matt uh, still scoring so high and being top of the table. So, um, But it's going to make it a nice close game for me and him in the last round for that top spot. Hopefully we both win all the games we need to to just sort of have a bit of a playoff for that. Um, flying Camel, um, unfortunate uh, that he came up against Matt this week. He's beaten a few other coaches with that score, um, just a lot of uh, 70s and 80s in that team, but that 139 for Harry Mackay just, yeah, that did not help him at all. Um, for one of the better forwards this year, um, yeah, with Matt, yeah, it, look, his team oozes excellence at the moment. It's just scoring well. Jordan Dawson, 145, like, holy shit. Um, hopefully he doesn't keep scoring those. Um and, yeah, Zach Merritt with a good score again there. So, yeah, uh, unfortunate for Graham, but, yeah, Matt's uh, looking looking the goods and one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, definitely. Well, you look at some of the scores that he's got. Yeah, Jordan, like you said, Jordan Dawson, 145, Lobb, 119, Swakowski, 94. I guess that's how you say his name. And even Aaron Hall, 104, is back to playing well. Nick Newman, who we got from, from Lockie, 97. Like, he's just got blokes just scoring up and above that you would expect a lot of them. So he's just got to hope they keep performing well because a few of those drop off and he's back with the pack. So wait and see what happens with Matty there, sitting the top pretty, a game clear. But then, like I said, yeah, Grant, a lot of good scores, a lot of 80s and only one score under 70. Um, but unfortunately, just wasn't enough to get the job done. Probably needs a few more to tick over to those hundreds or 110 plus for it to be a bit more competitive. But realistically... Yeah, he's got two guns on his bench as well. So um, it would have been a lot closer had they played. Yeah, like he, he took the punt and traded those players in. So yeah, locking in on Toby Green, he made you know made some some good decisions. I think some smart trading for him um, to get those on, and he's in a good spot where he can hopefully you know absorb one or two losses. But 
comes up against me in the last round, so that's basically a given for him because I'm playing that rubbish and <laughs> don't know who else he's got for the rest of the week, but we'll have to have a look. But he's uh, definitely got himself in a, in a good position. Absolutely. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip this next game until the very end because I want to uh, spend the most time on it. So I will go to uh, <laughs> Scott, beautiful Trelaw, 15.07, defeated Keelan, probably with his top score of the year so far, 14.78 Wild Turkey Rares. Yeah, lucky for the meerkat on that one. Well, good score by him. Um, yeah, probably his highest for the year. Fortunately, Scotty scored a monster as well. So I think anyone who scores that 1,500 is just a monster. Ask Lachlan, he'll talk about it for the whole pod. Um, yeah, so Keelan, a lot of 140, 150 in his team. The seed, he got him from me um, early on. And I got fucking Jack Nunes for him, um, but yeah, thankfully I had uh, had him on my bench and was just looking for that dual position. I'm pretty sure I lost that week, so it didn't help me at all. So, uh, good trade for you there, Keelan. Um, and yeah, just look at them all: 150, 140. Uh, good captain score. So, just um, yeah, I can't say anyone let him down because he probably has no business scoring that sort of score in the first place. Uh, with Scotty, um, yeah, just great scores all round again. Um, Scotty's got good players there. Hawkins finally cracking a one one hundred one. There, He's starting to come into some good form, which I hate saying. Bonds, uh, yeah, massive. Um, he loves Bonds, so he'd be um, oozing all over that. So, yeah, um, I've played Scotty earlier in the year and and knocked him off, and he wasn't scoring no sort of scores. So, yeah, we'll have to see how, how he ends the rest of the season. Yeah, well, he probably, like you said, he probably owes the, the victory to Bont with that 318. That pretty much makes the difference there. He scores a normal captain score of that sort of 240, 250, and he, he loses. So Bont definitely got him out of trouble there. Um, he's actually got a pretty good bench as well with, you know, Zach Smith is a good option. If Darcy goes down, he's got Marshall off me, sitting there in the wings waiting until after the bye. McGovern, if he can come back, and even Barry is a good midfield depth. So he's got some pretty good players sitting on his bench as well. So he's definitely, I think, uh, tracking in the right direction, young Scooter. And, yes, yeah, for Keelan, you know, like I said, really, you know, unlucky to win to lose with a 14.78. But probably those those three or four fifties probably cost him. But at the same time, Scotty had the same ones. He just had a bigger captain score. So unlucky Keelan. But, you know, as they say in the chat, eat a dick. <laughs> Beamers will repeat that repeatedly. Definitely, definitely. Probably one of his favourite sayings. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, we go, to, we go to his game, and he was one eating a dick because Brian the Packy Flies thirteen at seventy six was defeated by Kane Angry Midgets fourteen eighty. Yeah, now Beamer's, uh, you know, he's been sort of DMing me this week, going, "Oh, you reckon I'm a chance against you, Benny?" And um, scores like that, no Beamer's, you know, in near what I am, but um. Let's just have a look at your team anyway. Um, good captain score, uh, old Lions. Um, but unfortunately, that's not going to help you this week for the captain. It's going to be, is it the lowest averaging on your team uh, with three lowest, games played? Lowest averaging with a minimum of, well, I'm sorry, with a yeah, minimum of three games played. So as we currently stand, he has Crozier or Dacos at his two lowest. Yeah. Well, Dacos got an 82, so... Um, you know, if you can score around that, you'd be right. Crozier, yeah, averages around the 60s. So, um, he'd probably rather Crozier, if I'm being honest, because Crozier's a defender. Dacos is a midfielder, takes one of his better midfielders out of the game. So, you'd rather yeah. have a defender. Um, if you're asking me, if I'm being honest, I'd rather a defender as one of my, uh, or a forward as one of my lowest averaging players, because that means you get to play your gun mids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, you're not going to be able to get anywhere near me, Beamers, unless COVID touches you on the dick here. Um, so don't even bother. Yeah, a lot of 70s, 60s, 40s, yeah, just a couple of big scores, but um, not enough to score in that illustrious 1500 range. Kano, nearly 1480, nearly got into there. Um, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Kane. He's the first one who beat me this year and uh, put my TK reaction to an absolute mess. <laughs> um, Parrish, he won't do that every time, but he's starting to, he's starting to hit those 150s a lot more. Um, yeah, big, big scores there, but he even did it with 240s on his field. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. Yeah, well, uh, who who was it last week on the pod? They, oh, Scotty he called that he reckons Kane was going to get the job done. And like he did, he called it and convincingly did it by over 100 points. And Parrish went absolutely large. So very yeah. good pick by him. Darcy Moore, 142. He has, he's probably got the steal, the trade steal. Got him off Lusty for yeah. probably peanuts because Lusty didn't like him as a forward. And he's pulled out like a couple of hundreds in, in the last couple of weeks. So very happy. Get sold yeah, off my rare, dad. Rare get sold off my dad. There from Rusty. Yeah, get sold off my dad for 116. So he's he's done very well the trade table. And then even Franklin 130, mm-hmm. Green at Nui 120s. Main randomly pulled out a couple of hundreds in a row. So he's got some uh, some very good players scoring some pretty decent scores. So look, he's he's not without you know needing to to put together a lot of games. But he's only one game out of the eight at the moment. So he's I guess definitely... the scary thing for him is, um, you know, will Franklin get rested? Will Darcy Moore get moved forward again? There's a, Nick Nat made out of paper mache halftime. Um, yeah, there's a few things that could go wrong, especially in finals. But, yeah, he's got to get there first. That's it. But, you know, um, yeah, Jesse Hogan keeps not playing again, so that's another problem he's got to go with, with Hogan being in and out. Um but then, you know, come up post buys, Matt Rowe could be back, so that's another option for him to, to another get a good score. He becomes in and plays well. So I'll have to, to wait and see how he goes. I'm very interested to see if he can sneak in. I'd it'd be one of the one of those guys like a Brian or a Lockie that would be missing out because of it. So very interesting to see what happens there. Which is good for Stupid Coach if either of them miss it. So Definitely. Well it'll be good for Keelan um Keelan's drinking if uh, Brian misses as well. Mm-hmm. And we go to the, the last game, which obviously we're both very excited to talk about. We've got Lachlan, the Big Fish, 14.09, defeated by Ben, Tiger King, 15.97. Very close to that 1,600, Benny, but not quite there. So close, but so far. But, um, yeah, late, late outs, uh, a concussion, a mediocre Houston 50. Um, yeah, no, would have well and truly passed it. But, uh, you know, a lesser bloke would probably say, um, I'm not going to rate Lachlan's team. I'm not going to acknowledge that I played him. But I'm not going to do that, Jim, because uh, that's not what the Tiger King is. Uh, let's really analyse where it went wrong for the big fish. Uh, I think, firstly, the biggest problem is he's, he, he thinks he's a big fish in a small pond. Um but he's more like an astronaut in the ocean at the moment, completely out of his depth, just not knowing where he is. Um, the other thing is, you know, was he trying to take the piss by keeping Tex Walker on, off the bench? Uh, sorry, keeping Tex Walker on the bench. Um, only he knows that answer. Um was he going to, you know, talk about how he didn't even need to play him to beat me had he won? It, doesn't really matter. Even if he was on, he was not getting near me this week. Um, 
really rev my boys up this week. I said, if this is the only game we win for the rest of the year, this is it right here. I'd take this win over winning the entire thing. That's badly I wanted to talk. It's you're a piece of shit. Um, no, sorry, I don't, I don't mean that, Lachlan. Um, I think I can sort of pinpoint where things have gone wrong for him. So, you know, last year he was Bevo, the Bev man, his alter ego. This year is just Lachlan and he just sucks now. So I think you've really got to um, take on that Bevo persona again, um, start posting your videos uh, in the chat again, um, and it, you might find next year you might come back to greatness. Um, that's if you don't fully sook up and go, nah, I don't want to play anymore, which is what he threatened this year. So hopefully that doesn't happen. I want him to be here each year. Um because this was just satisfying, Jim. This win, oh my god! Um, you know, it was a it was a battle between two Goliaths there with Oliver and McRae. Um, but yeah, I, I think I broke the curse with Oliver scoring two hundred and actually winning with that score. We did, uh, and it helps that he is my captain. So, um, yeah, like McCarthy over Tex Walker. Um, I don't get that. 42. <laughs> uh, absolute garbage. Uh, Hunter Clark, <laughs> the amount of times I've heard him over the years say how much of a spastic he is. Having him on the field, just hilarious. Um, yeah, just you could go you could go over every player, but um, seeing as though we didn't review my team, I thought I might just go through a couple of my uh, my good players. No, I won't do that because I'll be sitting here listing them all because they all piss excellence. They are just amazing. Uh, except for memory. I don't like having memory in my side, and I had him last year, and he was a, an absolute spud. But as it's happened, uh, I had to trade him in. Um, well, actually, it was just a bench trade, and then Nunes didn't end up playing, so he ended up on my field. So the fact that I fielded memory and still beat you, Lachlan, just taking the piss, mate. So sorry about that. Um yeah, I've, what more can I say? It's just, it's satisfying, Jim. I can imagine. I can imagine. There's a there's very few people that probably enjoy beating beating Lockley. Lockley that are probably you and Brian, probably the main two, I reckon. What, Brian oh. beating him is is fantastic. It's always always fun. But I reckon, yeah, you're getting that victory after after sort of the year. It's definitely probably tastes a lot sweeter. It's um, blowing the loser trumpet. Uh, I think. Saturday afternoon saying, no, no, your team pisses all over mine in the DMs. I'd say that in the actual chat. Um, but, yeah, no. sorry, Lock. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, um, the fact that he didn't play Tex Walker, he had the odd, you know, that's you call him early, saying he was one of the greats, and then leaving him on the bench just doesn't trust him. When you got that fucking close from Geelong, 54, and then, yeah, McCarthy, 42. McCarthy, McCarthy's played some pretty good footy of recent. I didn't think he was an 80-plus scorer like he had been recently, and obviously 42 is back down to earth. But, yeah, Tex Walker, he's got to be played next week. If Lockie has any chance of making finals, Tex Walker has got to be played in his team. Uh, he's got no he other chance. Yeah, he can't bench him again. Like, he is his player. He's his It's like Monday to your dad. Your dad will play Monday every week. You're not going to get anything from him, but you ride the train with how good he is. And, yeah, very disappointing to see him on the bench. I was looking forward to bursting him. Definitely, definitely. And like I said yourself, um, yeah, Clayton Oliver, my boy last year, yeah, scored the 200, but unfortunately I lost. 
Um, you, you know, obviously took this one, 200, scored the 200 plus for the captain and then got the win. And then your boy Tom Mitchell's finally, you know, reaps some rewards with 142 there. And that's, considering you scored so highly, that's actually probably the two of the, you know, real deep scores you've got. Obviously, Blitzar's 119 and, and Greenwood with 100, but not many other ones, but just not many, not many bad scores. So a lot of deep, a lot of 90s as well, but... Yeah, just, I think, yeah, Clayton Oliver pretty much does the does you for that one there. If you have a normal bloke scored 150-odd or something, you're, you're right back with the pack. But, yeah, Clayton Oliver definitely definitely did what he needed to do to get you that real deep win. So Now, let's address the elephant in the room. It's my ruck. Um, at the moment, Campbell, Tom. Um, you know, I think I've just sort of... I think I've fielded about four or five, maybe six different rucks this year um, because they either get dropped or they they drop a 30 or whatever. Um, so I think – and I heard in one of your podcasts earlier on that it might have been when Matt was on it, he was saying, you know, none of the rucks are scoring big except for the big four. Um, so I think um, we can finally put to rest that Ben has no ruck because I don't need a ruck. However, if Jenkins gets named, be rest assured he's coming on field. <laughs> and so he's bloody should. You've held him on this long. You can't keep him on the bench for this long without playing him. He, if he gets a game, he's got to be played. If one more coach says, why is he still on his bench? I've told everyone in the chat, he's coming to the end. If we're in finals, he's coming on. If a player gets dropped in the final game and he's playing in his game and I get his bench score, even better. Even better. <laughs> the only way you're going to get his bench score is if it's the lowest score, which is probably going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And he'll probably be a late in as well, which is why I wouldn't have him on the field. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. And look, yeah, we, we, I did address this early in the season as well. You know, you've shown basically like the, the AFL premierships of the last, you know, five, ten years. You don't need a Ruckman to win premierships. Uh, West Coast did it without Nick Nat. You guys have done it three years in a row with with only really a, a I guess you could say him as a journeyman of, of sort of Nank. He's not a an out and out star you're paying a lot of money for. Even going a few years back before that, you know, no one's got that that out and out gun ruckman like a like a Gorn or a Grundy or a Riley O'Brien, one of those sort of premier ruckmen. So I don't know, maybe maybe the uh, the football draft league, you know, draft draft league will will learn from this. And you know, like oh, that's the only thing I've got is like I've got a good ruck, but the rest of my teams are a shambles. So. I've actually enjoyed the ride as well. Like each week, you know, I've got to really pay attention to the team select seats or uh, who I could possibly trade with to get a Ruckman in. And by the fact that Beamer's dropped uh, Campbell recently, it was right at a time where there was absolutely no one else. He was the only one I could get, picked him up, and I think he's got about an 80 or a 90. And he's been you know, consistent around that mark. It's just been beautiful. Um, I think my worst ruck was Tracy um, yeah. dropping a 16 or something ridiculous like that. But it's just, yeah, it's just funny each week. Um, yeah, just it, it's it's stressful worrying about if I'm going to be able to field a ruck. Um, but, you know, I've, I've enjoyed the ride as well. Definitely. So we've got Brian to, to blame for you scoring so well. So that's good to know. Everyone can get on the chat and, and give Brian a lot of shit. Happy, happy for that. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty, anything else you'd like to address before we get to some questions? Uh, no, that's, uh, I think we've covered everything uh, there. Um, Big Fish knows he's fucked up with the two pod appearances he's, he's done. Everything he said has just come back to bite him. So, yeah. 
yeah, so look, you know, it's always, you know, we did, we he did address a few mistakes that he got wrong on the on the when he came on for his his, his weekly chat, but you know, like a few things that he said since then that he he got he said he thought he got right, like Matt being uh, rubbish. He's you know, obviously it's not not coming to fruition. Matt's doing pretty well, but you never know, things may change later if he gets a, a bad run through uh, through finals. But yeah, at the moment, it's a uh, few things he said have gone wrong. Although he did get my team correct, he rated my team a piece of shit, and it's it's been a piece of shit all year. So. <laughs> I'd like to see him at least issue a statement as to why he didn't play Tex Walker this week. Yes, well, so, you know, after hearing this, maybe he can uh, he can summon the courage. Yeah, summon the courage, uh, Fish. Just uh, tell us all why you did it. I want to hear the thinkings. Definitely, definitely. And we, we look forward to, to seeing that, hopefully, in the next couple of days. Uh, now we go to some of the questions. Now we've got some from Keelan. So the, the first one is... If you had to guess a number between 14 and 16 of how many injuries Keelan has had this year, what would you guess? Uh, between 14 and 16, like, I think 15. Um, has he really had 15 injuries is the question um, that's impacted all of his scores. I don't think that he'd have 15 would impact his scores. I reckon he's had 15 across the board, but I don't care, Keelan. Everyone's got injuries, yeah. mate. Let's suck it up. Yeah, sucked in, Keels. Yeah, chip off. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. It's been five, six years, so it we need it. You're definitely right. Uh, next one. Is Blizz starting to feel the pressure of the slud bet? He'd have to be now. Um, dropping a, dropping down. He probably would have thought he'd beat Kane. Um, don't know if he would have thought he'd beat uh, Scotty, um, and he's definitely already not thinking he's going to beat me. He's definitely, you know, oh, can you pump my team up a bit? You know, I need a bit of help to get me over the line, that sort of thing. Just, yeah, very sheepish behaviour from you there, Liz. Definitely. Well, the only one he could probably bank on getting is Alex, but who knows? Alex could pull out a ripper score that week and beat him, which would be the only oh, win he gets. That could almost top my win against Big Fish this week. That would be oh, hilarious. We'll, we'll temp- temporary excitement and wait and see. We've still got a few weeks to go. We'll have to I think it's the week or two after the buy, so I'll have to wait and see what happens. Something to look forward to. Definitely, definitely. And next question is, why can't Lockie ever be a gracious loser? Is it because his precious cock-gurgling spastic of a forward Hawkins got dominated by Bolter in last year's grand final? Some say Bolter's elite level of play and the fact he still has Hawkins in his pocket has broken Lockie's ability to lose honourably. <laughs> I think that's going to be it. Like... Oh, I agree with everything you say there, Keelan, about uh, Bolter um, and, yeah, Hawkins uh, still being in his pocket. Um, Lachlan not being out to accept losses. I, I just think, you know, you asked Lachlan, he wouldn't be used to losing. He, he's, he's not been in this situation before. He's just been so mediocre. I think the challenge for you now, Lachlan, is to learn how to uh, lose graciously and to not pick up your toys and throw them out of the cot and leave the league next year we want to see you here next year buddy definitely and i'm going to throw another question in between keelan's one so do you like the fact that keelan asks the question but then before you can answer he actually answers his own question i do like that yeah it takes the pressure <laughs> off me to come up with an answer but not sure if you was going to be on the pod this week but yeah any anything with bolter love it yeah, he's done it a few times. He did it last week with Mardo, a few weeks ago with Mardo, and Mardo pointed it out. I've noticed he does it. He likes to do it a lot. He likes to ask the question and then go, is it because of this? And it's like, well, you yeah. kind of just answered your own question, didn't you, Heels? Yeah. 
And now, now he's aware of it. He'll probably amp it up each week. <laughs> three, yeah, he'll uh, answer it with three different questions: point A, point B, point C. <laughs> yeah. Next question is: Has there been a better umpiring mistake than the non-deliberate call against Melbourne, compelling them to a heartbreaking one-point loss? Do you think Steve seriously had money on Adelaide? Um, I think that umpiring decision may even uh, was it Sydney Geelong where similar thing happened. Uh, was it not called fifteen or something like that? Yes, the Jeremy Cameron uh, kick yeah. that means Dad got the win and Geelong lost as well because he didn't have a chance yeah, to get the goal. I think that's still number one for me, um, but still delicious to uh, to break an undefeated streak uh, for Melbourne like that. That's also equally as satisfying. Definitely, I had one of the uh, one of the guys that works in Melbourne supporter, and I was even um I was saying if they go undefeated until Queen's birthday, I was guaranteeing that Collingwood was going to beat them. <laughs> don't know why. I was like, if we if you guys undefeated to Queen's birthday, we will smash you. Don't know. I don't I know like why it. I was confident, but I was just for some reason had this uh random feeling. Now they now they've lost one, they'll smash us. So yeah, push us off. Yeah, uh, and last one from Keels. Let's not forget, Blizz didn't play a game of golf because it was too wet, even though it was eighteen degrees and sunny. Yeah. That will never be forgotten. It's uh, etched in our Facebook group forever with uh, the pod and the TK React. So uh, probably be something that will be brought up at future draft um, draft days. Um, it's probably going to get some airtime at the races um, if that still goes ahead. Uh, yeah, he, he won't be forgetting this one. No, anytime Brian's nearest back of rain, it's going to come up, I guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be great. I really hope it starts to spit a little bit at the races if we manage to get there. It's just going to be fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Now we've got one, two, three, four, five, about seven or eight from Lachlan. So buckle up. (laughs) First one is, if Ben doesn't win his first title this year, is it a huge choke? I'll back in here, Lock. I'm not top of the ladder. Um, but you'd say that uh, the King and uh, Potato Imas are the favourites. Um, I think that if either of us don't win it, it's a choke, um, but it really depends on who beats who in that last round. And, yeah, after that's whoever's top, it's theirs to lose, I think. So I think we'll get a good idea by that round. Yeah, no, fair enough. Next one is, with Lachlan being a two-time champion of this league and Ben being a nobody of this league, when, where he has rarely even competed in finals, do you think Ben will quit draft if he fails to win the league in his current squad? Ben has quit the league. Ben isn't here. This is the king you're talking to. So, um, yeah, not sure he's trying to get out there. Um, Yeah, I can't really answer that. Um, He's already gone. So it's, um, it's all about the king. Fair enough. Well, he's, keep, he's referring to Ben, so we'll just, you know, you can interpret that as you will. Is Ben <laughs> refusing to trade to win a title an honourable decision? Um, let's just say in this instance he's had me mistaken for someone else and he's act, he actually means Tiger King. So I'll answer it on, on behalf of myself. Um, no, I think trades will still get done, as you keep saying every week. Um, the buyers are coming up. We've got nothing but time to just get some things done. Um, I think for me it's always that, this, you know, Lachlan said it on your pod earlier on, I, I don't want to do bench trades. I like my bench. Um, there's no one averaging under 70 except for Membry. He can, he can chip off and get passed around. 
But, um, you know, waiting on Viney to come back. Josh Jenkins is untouchable. Salem, <laughs> well, hasn't he been a surprise packet this year? Yeah, he's absolutely killed it for me. And big st- Stiffy Martin, well, I need uh, I need a backup ruck, so and there's no other rucks out there. So um, it is hard to get a, a trade done that doesn't scare me and, and could ruin my team. So, um, But, yeah, like I said, I'm confident they'll get done. Exactly right. Good to know. Uh, next one is, do you think Ben's ego takes a hit every time he takes a second to realise that he is the presence, sorry, that he is in the presence of a two-time champion, yet he isn't fit enough to be the two-time champion's asshole? Um, I mean, when the two-time champ um, gets humbled, um, it's, it's hard to, you know, not have a big ego. And uh, I don't fear him at all. And he's just, yeah, big fish and... Um, an extremely big ocean, so he's just not touching anyone uh, this year. So I think he just needs to be humbled, uh, as I said earlier, and just needs to, to, to learn to be a good loser. No, fair enough. And a uh, couple more to go. Uh, assuming Bryzer has fucked himself and misses finals, who would you most enjoy to watch eliminate Ben from finals and therefore be the reason Ben executes the perfect choke? I'll... I've answered all your questions quite seriously, uh, Big Fish. So, um, you know, I'm kind of I love an underdog story. So I reckon if if Kane can make the finals, um, he'd be the one that'd be good to uh, go all the way. I think um, got to hear him on the pod this year, and got to meet him in real life. So yeah, actually like the man. So yeah, that'd be Kane. Wouldn't that be a Cinderella story, truer than the Bible itself? You've got. Kane being the first team, first player to beat you, and then coming through and winning the winning the whole thing, wouldn't that be just magic? Yeah, absolutely, and probably would scare me the most uh, of the teams outside of the eight. Probably yes. Well, who else have you lost to so far? Mato. Mato. So there you go. So you got the person, the bloke, the bloke in third is the other bloke that's beating you. So there we yep. go. I have to wait and see. That could be interesting. Two people that beat you in the in the finals. Only two, two times you've lost. Yeah, maybe need Matt to knock them out for me. Yeah. There we go. Wait, let's see what happens. Uh, second to last one is, why do people not like Ben? Um, <laughs> I'm sensing he knew I was going to be on here. So uh, uh, you haven't seen these sort of questions since last year where every week you'd send in, uh, why does Ben hate cops? and Why does Ben a cop hater? And blah, blah, blah. Um, I can't even remember the question now, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll ask it again. Why do people not like Ben? Uh, why don't um, I think most people like Ben? Let's be honest. He's uh, quite the character. Um, when he comes down from Wangaratta, it's quite the event. Um, most people get a, around him, amongst him, and uh, yeah, just puts on entertainment for everyone. So, um, I, Lachlan's definitely one of those people. He talks more. You, he bags the people he loves virtually. So I cop it the most, so it means he loves me the most. Yeah, that's a fair, fair understanding. And, you know, if it makes you feel better, then you could keep telling yourself that then. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the, the last one from Lockie is, well, what do you think are Ben's five worst traits? Ben's five worst traits. Uh, being friends with Lachlan, being friends with Mutt, being friends with Keelan, so being friends with all the stories, and we'll just say fuck Matt as the fifth one. Yeah, that's very cool. That 
don't surprise it wasn't number one, but I'm I'm okay with it being fifth. It's it made the cut. Yeah, no, and and so it should. Uh, and not really. It was really more of a statement that he sent at the end of it. But he goes, uh, "FWI, I think I've taken the loss well." <laughs> you'll learn, love. You'll learn. <laughs> eventually, eventually. Yeah, well, Keelan brought it up before. He's clearly no, not a very good loser. So you know, he's getting there. At least he's, at least he, he's uh, he's a pre, he, he's taken a step back and realised that he's not taking it well. So that's good. Absolutely, Growth. yeah. And probably I'm the the one person he didn't want to lose to, so definitely, definitely. I could imagine yeah. the questions if he'd beaten you would have been probably the exact opposite. Or actually they might have been exactly the same, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah. Uh we now got five from Marto. Uh first one is who do you think will finish top of the ladder? I do think I will. But it's it's depending on who Matt plays in terms of does he does his percentage get a bit higher? So I think I have like a 1% better percentage at the moment. So depends on how how well he wins his next few and uh, how much I've been by in the last round if I win. So uh, backing myself in, I've been scoring the best all year. I've scored the most all, all year. So, yeah, you gotta got to go for yourself there. Yeah, well, let's have a quick look. He is versing uh, Kane in round 15. He's versing you in the last round. And in round 11, he is versing Scotty Beautiful Chalor, who's coming into good form. So he's got a couple of tough runs, yeah. couple of game matches. So Three of the best right there. So, yeah, it's a tough run for him. And, uh, you know, I've only got the Packy Flyers this week. So um, that's good percentage management for me, that game. You'll probably gain about 10% or something like that with that one. Yeah, something like that. Definitely. Depends then, if it rains or not and Blizz shows up. Yeah, you get a forfeit because he doesn't even turn up. <laughs> and then, then yeah, you saw he said you've got Brian this week. And then after that, you've got Wild Turkey Rares, Keelan. So that's uh, some good percentage management for you. And then uh, Matt last. So probably two easy games for you or two easier games for you, you'd say, with uh, with Matt probably the one easier, I guess you could say, with, with uh, Kane being towards the bottom of the part of the eight. But... I'll have to wait and see what, how, the, uh, how the the games turn. Absolutely. Next one from Marto is, if everybody had to have a spud player in their team, who would be yours? You've probably talked about him two or three times today, surely memory. Yeah. So I've been to a few Richmond versus St. Kilda games and memory always uh, dominates against us, getting four to five goals, uh, probably scoring between 80 to 100 super coach points in that game. And then when I own him last year and in the couple this year, he just spuds it up and just can't get near it and can't keep straight and all that sort of thing. So it's definitely it's just a personal haze. Probably not the worst uh, forward out there, but uh, yeah, to me, uh, he shits me up the wall. Yep, and that's a fair call because clearly you wouldn't have anybody else on your on your team that would that would be a spud because I couldn't even think of one other bloke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Next question is, is there any hope for Blizz or should he take an early cash out to a six-pack for Keels? I think he's got to show up this week and put in a, a, a good performance. Um, otherwise, yeah, he'd be laying down. Um, you know, Keelan with those scores, um, you know, could could be a sneaky to just jump above him. So it's it's looking a lot better than it was a few weeks ago. Uh, when it was just blizzards to lose. So a um, bit of interest there. Yes, definitely been a fall from grace from him. He started off very strongly and yeah, was the unbackable favourite and now he's, he's coming coming into the, barely being scraping into the top eight. So This is what he does. He does this every year. Um, 
he just does something weird that you know that trade he did recently and just completely turns his season and generally for the worst um and he like in that um free agency um trades um his name pops up the most. He's constantly dropping someone, picking someone up on one performance, dropping the next week and so on. So, um, yeah, his team gets a lot of rotation. It definitely does. Definitely does. Uh, next question from Mato is, should Keelan do an Alex and go into administration? Uh, he's getting close. I think the only reason he's hanging around is for that slab bit. At the moment, he's playing for a bit of pride in a couple of uh, wild turkeys. So uh, he'll hang around to them and then make an assessment. I don't think he even cares about pride. I don't think he just cares about the wild turkeys. Absolutely. Yeah. And last one from Marta is, would you be in favour of a relegation league? Absolutely. Um, I like, if we could get enough people um, to have a second division, um, sort of, if you're on the shitter scale of people, but you're better in a second division, it just—it's like the Premier League. It, it's exciting to see who gets promoted and who gets demoted. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just a bit of fun. So, I think initially we'd have to get you know Mick Blake, all all the alumni back, Warren, um, to to get the numbers up and and start them in that league and yeah, just celebrate whoever can make it up. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. They uh, top the the top two or something of that one. The the premiership and the premiership, uh, the runner up make it in, and then the bottom four play off for a uh, the shit bowl, and the bottom bottom two get relegated or something like that to make it a bit more interesting rather than just one each year. But definitely something yeah. we can organise. Yeah, minimum two drop down, I think, because yeah. your bottom two are generally. Um, although it's you this year, so I, I won't say too much. No, we'll hold the relegation for another year, definitely. <laughs> okay. And before I go to the last ones, uh, actually, Brian's just asked me about questions. And you wouldn't believe it, as we've been recording, we've just got a, a question through from one of the one of the, uh, the legends in the league. It is Brian Feeney himself in the nick of time oh. at the, the 13th hour. A hot scoop right here. Hot scoop. How do you think Ben will go against Blizz now he has had a few outs? And could this be the moment Blizz could cement his spot in the top eight? A very here topical question as well. Very topical question. This is hot off the press right here. Just stories developing and straight into uh, to asking. So, Blizz, uh, you, you're going to be touched on the dick because if it is that Hawthorne Gold Coast game, I've got some absolute guns that will be out. Um, does it give you a chance? Yes, it does give you a chance, but you're still not a sure thing. And uh, as we know from the COVID year last year, um, stranger things can happen. So I uh, wish you luck. Beautiful, beautiful. And the last few questions we've got, uh, one of them comes from Marty. Uh, would Keelan be less of a cunt if he changed his last name? Oh, Marty, one of my boys from uh, TK Reacts. Yeah, uh, definitely Marty. Um, having that last name is definitely one of Keelan's worst qualities and probably uh, impacts a lot of his behaviour. We see a lot of the similar sort of cunt-like behaviour between uh, Mart Lachlan and himself. So definitely time to get drop that last name and just uh, overall become a better person. I think Lachlan would be very happy because he's been uh, wanting Keelan to change his last name for a while. So... Uh, Keelan will be happy because he's less of a cunt and Lockie will be happy because he won't have the same name. Absolutely. Win after all. Win, win, win. 
And last one we've got is from Choose View. So someone we haven't heard from in a while, probably because he uh, didn't perform that well in, in previous seasons. But from Chewie, he's gone, does the coach think that last year's Choose View was spot on about Lachlan slowly becoming unhinged since being mo- since Ben moved to Wangaratta? That's the reason his draft team is so bad this year. I think Choose View's uh, hit the nail on the head right there. Um you know, that, that was probably one of your, your highest rating seg- segments uh, for the year, Choose View. Absolutely spot on everything you said about Lachlan in that. Um, and I think it's just going to show that, yeah, well, whilst Lachlan won it last year, um, as time's gone on, he's gotten a bit worse. And, uh, yeah, so since he's been missing Ben uh, in Wangaratta, um, his performances has gotten worse and worse and... Uh, I know he wants him to come home, and it's something he looks forward to every week. Um, you know, it's uh, Kayla's surprise party. Uh, couldn't get him off Ben. Um, you know, Ben was trying to watch footy, but Lachlan was just sticking to him. Uh, like fly to a bag of shit. So, um, yeah, I think it's time. Uh, Lucky, you're just going to have to accept that distance between you and Ben and um, just lift your performance and draft. Well, that's fair enough and, you know, very telling. Alrighty, that's that's all the questions I've got for you this week. Uh, any last thoughts before we sign off? Look, not many people use this uh, last word format to um, to its fullest. Um, I think it's a perfect chance to start to dig into your opponent and get in their head. So, Liz, uh, I hope you don't think you're getting the chockies this week. You've been mediocre all year, and you're going to lose to the king. Fantastic. That's what we want to hear. Want to hear a bit of bands. That's it. Beautiful. All right, Benny, thank you very much for being on the podcast this week. I really appreciate you taking the time, and it's good to see how far we've come since the start of the year when, when things weren't all, uh, all all rosy, so I do appreciate it. Jim, I love you like a brother. I love you too, Benny. All right, now it's time for one of our favourite segments of the week. It is now time for our Mardo Bet. Be quiet and shut your donut hole. It's Mardo Bet time. And this week we're offering you a Mardo Bet special unlike any before. It's the Coach vs. COVID Mardo Bet special. In another COVID-threatened week, we can see the excuses lining up faster than the cross player with a hamstring injury. So this week we are offering the higher-ranked team $2 odds on all games, and if they lose due to COVID impact on their side, then the punters win. Just to clarify, if a player doesn't play due to a game cancellation, we will take their predicted score and see if they would have won with that score on field instead of another player. So $2 odds for the favourites to win or lose with an excuse up their sleeve is money for cans this week. If, however, you just had a child and find yourself at home with nothing to do, twiddling your thumbs and jerking your cock, then do we have a bet for you. It's the like father, like son, Mega Mardo bet. Yes, it's Ben the shit king against his old man Brian the king of shit, and this week we find out who gets family bragging rights for another year. We're offering the punters $5 odds for the Blizz to cause an upset in the like father, like son, Mega Mardo bet. Blizzard's on a big losing streak and all signs point to a Tiger King win and a comfortable one at that. But with his back against the wall and some COVID interference, Bryzer has a big opportunity to get back on the winner's list and can all but end Ben's chances to finish top of the league as some extra motivation. With a loss likely ending Blizzard's chances of finals, $5 odds is a massive opportunity for the punters to get around Blizz when there's plenty on the line. 
Can the coaches beat COVID this week? Can the shit king beat the king of shit? It doesn't take a lockdown to find out. Just download the Minor app from the App Store. All season season supply, and as usual, gamble responsibly. Look, I don't even think $5 for Brian to win is worth putting it on. I think that's just throwing money into a toilet. In fact, if you really want to uh, do that, I recommend don't put the money on the bet. Just go take out a whole lot of cash, go into the toilet, and just start throwing money in. It's probably going to be more enjoyable than watching Brian suck ass because we all know that's what's going to happen. So that's all from us here at the Collingwood Football Club List Manager Podcast. This was the Round 10 Review, and I look forward to talking to you all next week.